Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of Perspective Podcast, your number one climate talk show hosted by Diana and Lordship, coming to you live every Tuesday at 8am in all podcast streaming platforms. Today's conversation will be very interesting, I'm personally looking forward to it. We have quite an interesting guest. We today are deviating from our technical discussions around climate change and we want you to just hear from the horse's mouth what you can do with the situation that you are in to be climate smart. So just let him introduce himself and what he does. Welcome. Sure. So my name's uh, Jonathan Jenkins and I work here at Brackenhurst Hotel and Conference Centre, pulling together and pushing forward the vision for the gardens and the forest. All right. Welcome, Jonathan. So uh, it's actually my first time in this place and it is quite impressive how green it is and how well maintained it is. So guys, just to take you back, I am in Limuru. Today we are recording from Limuru, uh, Brackenhurst. It's... um, think a conference facility or a hotel but i'll let jonathan tell us exactly how it was founded and its vision and some of the climate smart activities that they have because i noticed that jonathan here you do not use plastic cups or plastic bottles and you use solar for electricity so tell us a little bit more about that and the vision sure so uh just a bit more context as to brackenhurst if you Firstly, it should be green because we're in Lemuru and if if, if it's yeah. not green and with the amount of rainfall we're getting, we're definitely mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Um, but yeah, there's a, an international conference centre, a hotel, a school, a cafe, a, a tourism business, uh, a recently accredited botanic garden um, and soon to be some research facilities as well. So there's some things that we do kind of surface level things that are are important and um, we try and encourage everyone to do uh, kind of basic things like uh, solar water heating for the showers and such like uh, we have a, um, a water facility treatment facility here with all glass bottles so we're, we're not continuing to create plastic pollution uh, we have a, an on-site recycling centre um, and we've outsourced that to Takataka Solutions who do a good job uh, on, on recycling what can be done. Um, so those are some of the kind of surface level things that, that, that we do um, uh, and is spread across the, the campus wide between the uh, school and the cafe and the hotel and the tourism business. But then from... Uh, a conservation perspective the work here has been going on for over 20 years now Uh, relationship between Plants for Life International, an NGO uh, and the hotel and the conference centre began to restore um, some of the the land here at Brackenhurst today when you're driving through Kenya you'll see a lot of eucalyptus uh, and uh, exotic tree plantations and that's what the forest started as and and then we we looked to see uh, what was possible in terms of doing some biodiversity conservation uh, putting in as many different species 
native species as we could find um, and today 20 years on you can walk into a forest that uh, that has been I say restored but it's it's really it's more of a process so it's continuing it's restoring forest uh, and we benefit from that people walking in the forest benefit from that uh, as do the birds and as does the war uh, the hyd- hydrological cycles so the forest has had a had a big impact uh, and for me the most important thing about it is that it's a, it's a story of hope uh, so often we hear um, about people and the planet and how we're so bad for the planet but each of us has the possibility to uh, t- to do something good and, and walking in that forest considering it wasn't there 20 years ago and now it is there today and the birds have gone from 35 up to close to 200 uh, and the monkeys, the colobus monkeys they weren't there, now they're back um, so yeah it's a, it's a story of hope Wow, so this place really has a lot of activities going on. So I think the conference facility and the hotel and the cafe is a bit self-explanatory. But maybe just um, away from all the climate talk, what is really the school about? Is it um, high school? Is it a campus? Is it a university? And what exactly are being taught in the school? Sure, so it's, uh, it's a junior school. Uh, mm-hmm. for goes up from early years... So maybe kids are kind of in their early teens and then there's a uh, an idea to continue it on to a high school but at the, at the moment it's uh, it's for mostly young children and the school the school given the context in which it sits within the forest and um, it's mostly focused on kind of I think the tagline is creating environmentalists for the future or something like that mm-hmm. um, I don't work for the school <laughs> okay. but uh, and yeah so every morning they go for a walk in the forest and uh, and the kids love that there's uh, you know sometimes children they can drag their heels saying oh I don't want to go to school I don't yeah. want to go to school now the children get mad with their parents if they're late <laughs> because if they're late for school they miss their walk in the mm-hmm. forest so yeah, it's uh, it's quite a creative school. Um, they obviously they they have a standard curriculum, but how that's uh, conveyed to the children is uh, perhaps a bit more interesting than maybe a, a kind of a standard school. Uh, they also cater for children with uh, disabilities or neurological diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's a school that is is open to to all kinds of children all right uh, i wish i came to school here really because <laughs> it looks like a very conducive place for learning and mm-hmm. i like the idea of having walks before they start classes it's a bit therapeutic so just away from that as well uh, you talked about this place being a tourist uh, center so what exactly do tourists look for when they come here in some ways you might be better to, to answer that than me but it's uh Certainly, there's peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. We we have a lot of uh, people coming up from Nairobi, mm. where there's the noise, the air pollution, the traffic, what what what. So people like to come up here, walk in the forest, spend time in the gardens, have a pizza, have mm-hmm. a coffee. Um, 
there is a tourism business that runs out of here that they do trips to all over to Naivasha and uh, but their main main focus is on educational tourism mm-hmm. um, so kids can or people can go to the Mara for example and do some service learning there data collection looking at um, some of the the big cats and things like that um, so I think uh, at the moment that has a certain clientele people that want peace and quiet um, but as mentioned before, with uh, the first botanic garden in Kenya to have uh, an accreditation. Now, just because we've got that accreditation doesn't mean that you walk around and it looks like uh, Kew Gardens or one of the kind of big botanic gardens. Mm-hmm. But it means we're on a process towards achieving that. And, and really, we're trying to create a, a place and a space where people and plants can can interact. And so we have an indigenous flower garden behind us we want to put in some signage there about the importance of indigenous flowers and just showcase the amazing diversity uh, of of flowering plants in Kenya we have the Rubiacea garden here which is around well Rubiacea is coffee is part of that Um, obviously people love drinking coffee Mm -hmm. but there's 47 different uh, species of Rubiacea in Kenya Then we have the Enchanted uh, Garden just behind that, which is around trying to keep some of the mythology and uh, the cultural uses around plants alive. Uh, Sometimes we can just say, oh, this tree is a good tree for timber. But in fact, people and different people have been using that tree now for for many hundreds of years, uh, deriving medicinal properties from that tree for example and and it's important that we continue even though we are a rapidly modernizing society we can still mm. pay homage to 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 our our roots and some of the the tribal the rich tribal heritage that, that Kenya holds okay so I like what you said about uh, humans and just interacting with plants Honestly, from a personal experience, I would say I'm from Nairobi. I was not really sure of how this place looked like. The first day I was here, I really wanted to go back home because <laughs> it was extremely cold. Mm-hmm. But I like the peace and quiet. Uh, and walking around, you can see really how beautiful nature is mm-hmm. and how important it is to really conserve. So you also spoke about um, having your own recycling area. So what exactly do you guys uh, recycle what you use or how does that process really look like? Sure, so any of the kitchen waste we can turn that into compost and then put that back onto the shamba. Mm, okay. We we have a shamba here which grows much of the produce for the cafe and the hotel restaurant. Um, then yeah to be honest with you, Takataka mm-hmm. Solutions takes uh, we've outsourced it to them, so they do they do the recycling, they split up uh, soft plastics, hard plastics, mm-hmm. metals into different uh, sections, and then I guess they've got a depot elsewhere, and then they go and do the recycling from there. Um, but yeah, for it's important in in today's world, mm-hmm. particularly for food recycling, because it's kind of simple to do um, and instead of buying boma manure or compost from outside we can make our own okay so um 
considering how big this place is, maybe I just have one last question. Uh, would you say that uh, this uh, facility being here has maybe influenced your neighbors to maybe just be a little bit climate sensitive, especially around where you are in Limuru, the people around this place? Are they really aware of why this place is like this? And are they really inspired to maybe just follow suit and really trickle down on issues of plastic use and waste management? Would you really know if that's possible or if it has happened? Well, if it hasn't happened, we're probably not doing our job as good as we could do. Um, I think this this place shines uh, mostly when it comes to the ecological restoration mm. project that's just here with the forest. And ecological restoration is a process of trying to turn degraded land into land which has more functionality, more diversity. So I think that uh, there's definitely potential to be engaging more with the local community. Mm. And we have set up a community-based organisation called Friends of Brackenhurst Forest, mm -hmm. which is in some ways like, um, like Karua Forest and, uh, and, and that over there. Um, and the main mission of, of that organisation is to, is to be connecting with local community and to be supporting them to be continuing to grow this forest outside of um, just the, the 70 acres of forest that, that we've restored here. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's an ongoing task mm -hmm. and something that we, we want to, to really uh, focus on um, because it's clear that we can't it's <laughs> we need to expand the forest and expand the restoration work uh, just uh, beyond uh, the the boundaries that we have here and you mentioned that you came from Nairobi mm. just that drive up from Nairobi you know there's so much uh, buildings and yeah. um, kind of intensive agriculture and tea you would have seen a lot of tea but all of that at one stage was forest mm. and it has the potential to return uh, so if people can come here, they can feel inspired, they can be well-resourced uh, to go out and to continue uh, the story of the forest in their own way, then uh, then kind of my job is, is complete. Um, but as I mentioned, there's still a long way to go um, and we're looking forward to continuing to share the story of, of the forest at, uh, here at Brackenhurst with yourself and with others. All right, um, so maybe people would really like to maybe know more about you as a person and your interests. Would you say that your background is in climate change? Is this something that interests you or is it just out of passion that you just do it as a calling? Sure, so I mean climate change is one of the, is a consequence mm -hmm. um, of the systems and society in, in which we're living. We have uh, land degradation, as I mentioned earlier, we have mass pollution, uh, plastics on land, in the sea. But, yeah, I think climate change is obviously important, um, but I cannot sit here with you, brainstorm and create a strategy for dealing with climate change. It's mm -hmm. a global problem. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is work on ecological restoration and reconnecting people with plants and 
their natural environment and inspiring them to even just spend more time in nature because I think if you spend more time in nature um, within the natural world then your appreciation and desire to protect and maintain what we have is there. So of course climate change is an interest um, but I, as I said I can't do much about about it at a global scale but what I can do is I can um, work here and uh, work with the people around us to see how it is that we can be making improvements in our local area and there's many people all the, all the way around the world who are working on similar things and through doing that um, perhaps we can change the or turn the tide of, of climate change. Um, I completely agree. So what you say is you do what you can with the power that you have. And then hopefully, collectively, we could make some change. Thank you so much for creating time to talk with me and also just to educate the people that are our followers. Um, and thank you for the work that you're doing here. I'll definitely come back. The amount of peace I've gotten mm. here is actually shocking. Uh, and yeah, so I think you could just give your parting shot um, and then we'll call it a day. Sour, sour. So... Yeah, well, firstly, grateful to have the opportunity to share the work that we're doing. Um, I'd invite anyone to come up here to, to Brackenhurst for a walk in the forest um, or a forest bathing, lying down in the forest, whatever you like. I've got to do a plug, of course, to follow us at Brackenology, uh, which is on uh, Instagram, where you'll find lots of beautiful artistic illustrations and uh, some opportunities for, for learning around the things that we're doing here at Brackenhurst. And parting shots, go out there and, and do what you can, because we can't do anything more than that. Mm -hmm. So thanks for the time. Thank you so much, and that would be all for today.